Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode seven, I think it is. Episode seven of the Production Line podcast. I'm your host, Garth Wickham. Grant Wickham. And Andy. Um, okay, I know Grant's not into this kind of thing, but Andy, are you into Marvel at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, so do you know in the last movie when like Thanos is like, I've got, I've, I've got everything, but at what cost? Yes. That's how I feel right now with Lucas Raymond making the team and Bobby Ryan getting cut. It's <laughs> very accurate. <laughs> I know. I was pissed. I, That's tough. I we'll give it a crying. My actual my heart literally sank when I saw that. I was like, oh, they're like, oh, Bobby Ryan's not at practice today. I'm like, oh, okay. Really well, we'll really see what's funny. going on. It's really funny. <laughs> like, so, so Grant, I'm sorry, but Grant keeps but, Grant. Grant kept sending me tweets all day. It was like we kept like on the waiver wire and then like with lineups because we knew practice was going to happen around like 10, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um. So he sends me the practice thing, and I misread it. I thought it said Valeno, Raymond, and Ryan are all not on the ice. Garth was so pissed. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, everyone misread it. I think I was the only one that read it right. Everyone was. I'm like, like I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck is on this team then? <laughs> Insanity. <laughs> Before we yeah. get into things like too much, I want to wish Andy a happy thanks, happy Canada Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, dude, I forgot while we were waiting to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Grant. You have to wish your uh, your brother, the honorable Canadian here. Yeah, honorable Canadian. Happy. <laughs> I honorable was like, think Canadian I was like, day. I was like, I was literally thinking about this today. I'm like, what's better, like a Thanksgiving in October or Thanksgiving in November? Because then, like for you, November, there's literally nothing to look forward to. Andy, American Thanksgiving. Like well, you're dual. Okay, okay, that's right. You're you are dual. So I guess that I guess that does like count him out. Yeah. But like any other Canadian, like let's say someone like Edmonton, you know what I mean? Like they have Canadian Thanksgiving, but then like just imagine all of November with nothing to look forward to and just shitty weather in Edmonton. Yeah, they got what they got what they what do they call is uh what is it like the Remembrance Day, which is Veterans Day or something like that. Oh, that's right. When they were the they were the they were the poppies, right? Yeah, that's about it though, and that's not really. It's, it's, not it's, really kind of a, it's not really a it's not really a holiday. Yeah. It's more of a drag, like I guess a celebra- celebratory of fallen yeah. soldiers' lives, but like it's not like a holiday at all. I remember watching Coach's Corner as a kid and then like Don Cherry oh, yeah. making a huge deal about it. Like he like just yelling about poppies and I had no idea what poppies were at the time. And it's just this old eighty five year old man with white hair yelling at the T V about poppies. <laughs> Ultimately why he got fired too. So Yes and no, but yeah. <laughs> well, yes, it is because that's what brought it up. <laughs> oh, was it? That was actually what it was. Yeah, he was he was yelling at people for not wearing poppies, and I don't know. Yeah, we'll get I off done. We'll get off. Yeah, we'll get off I, have my thoughts, I have my thoughts on the subject. Like I watched it live with my college roommate. And yeah. I think it was blown out of proportion, but yeah, probably. But also, he I think it was his time to go anyway. It was an excuse to yeah, get him out of there. He's been pushing the line for 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years yeah. or whatever it was. He's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I do miss um, him. <laughs> Grant, you wanted, to, you wanted to say something, like, off the top. Oh, okay. So, going into the season, I can't remember the last time there's been so many exciting young rookies ever. Like, like I was looking at like the rosters for like uh, like every like the twenty three man rosters for like a lot of the different teams and like there's I think there's like twenty five like really like pretty high end prospects. I like, first I, rounders recent. Almost on like every team, you see one like 
notably good young player that has not like played much at all in the NF- NHL, if not like a single game. No, it's super exciting. And the Red Wings technically have three. Three well, in the Calder running this year. Yeah, three. Unless you want to count Valeno in there than before. But I don't well, like Valeno. Valeno looks like we'll get into it. But yeah. yeah. Um, like, oh, there's so many super... dark horses this year to like win the Calder that could like possibly just pop off. I like Philip Thomas, you know, like would be kind of Dude, sneaky. He'd be a sneaky I think he's slotted money. on the third line right now, but like you get into guys like Jack Drury, who's going to be on a sick team. Seth is he Jarvis. actually? Is he actually on? Is he? Is, yeah, he's on the Jury make man. it? He's on the twenty-three man. I saw, I saw Jarvis, Jarvis was on there. I saw Jarvis was on there. I and then like made it. Anton Lundell plays for Florida. Yeah, that's gonna be nasty. Like Nils Lundqvist plays for the Rangers, and they're gonna have a sick decor. Yeah. But Lucas Raymond plays for the Red Wings. Well, his line, <laughs> if he sticks with that line, he's gonna have a pretty good shot. Yeah. Um. So I guess like we were gonna do the episode um yesterday Sunday, but. Um, there just wasn't like we were just it would have been so dated so fast and we wanted to you know get get like a opinion out on the 23 man so i guess we'll touch quick like we'll do like a quick recap on preseason as a whole and like the last couple games that we didn't talk about last episode um i guess starting with uh probably the most exciting game of preseason uh the 6-4 loss to chicago oh i was funny because me and you were just spamming each other in the group chat and Andy was just so out of the loop he wasn't watching oh. and we were having so much fun watching that game that was, was like that the one, was that the one my grandparents were watching Jeopardy or something like that yeah like, <laughs> I, was so fast. I was losing my shit I think that's what's going on that might have been the most fun game I've watched Jeopardy. in a long time yeah they're watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune they're like come on guys let's go you're the television crazy oh my god uh yeah, I think that was the game that literally <laughs> Lucas Raymond made the team. He made the team off that game. Yeah, it's just like he showed so much power play upside there. And then and like, even even strength. He was the best player on the ice that game. Yeah, I agree. And you had guys like Kane and Taze on the ice as well. I'm sure well, I Brandon Kane, Kane wasn't probably trying his hardest, but so we started with that game. It was the first period where they're down what three nothing after the first period, the Red Wings were. Yeah, and I was like, this is so good for the young kids. Like playing against like an almost NHL team because the Blackhawks. Yeah, that's right. It was Sabrango and Cotton. They were a pairing. They were right? good. Um, no, not was that game. Some, was it Sabrango and New Power? It was Sabrango and New Power. They got torn up. That's what it was. Yeah, New Power looked rough that game. <laughs> well, he t- he turned it over to, for the fifth goal. That's when we lost the game. He, yeah, he, he threw that pizza right in the middle. Um, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, like he just like he did a backhand spin through it in the middle and it ended up going a two on one the other way and they scored. Yeah, it was a good tape to pay pass though. It was a good tape to pay. You can't you can't teach that. No, you can't. <laughs> the Red Wings, I think, was it did they actually go four for four in the power play that game? No, was it was it like four, four for, for five. Four for five or four for six. Okay. I don't yeah. know exactly. But every power play they had, they they had very very good chances. Yeah, we that just that's the, like that's the game that they only scored power play goals, right? Yes. Yeah. I think that really like shows the effect of or not like the effect, but the the way the system is really being implemented with ta- like Tangay on the power play. Man, the like how active all of the players are, like it's insane. Like they're they're not stationary. Especially the like I I, I listened to I was I don't forget what I was listening to. 
But someone was like pointing out like the bumper is like not that important on this power play. I'm like, what do that you mean? That opens up. Shit. Yeah. It opens yeah. up like even if he's not getting the pass, like someone else has to follow the bumper, like because the bumper is going all the way up to the defenseman, and someone has to follow the bumper all the way up. So therefore, that's why Raymond was able to get those seam passes across because people are following the bumper. So right. they're almost setting up like an like uh, with the bumper being so high, like almost an umbrella style, but it's like a hybrid of it, kind of. Right. And then, like, right. if you if the bumper is open, then he's able to pass back, and you can keep going over and over again. Like, you keep right. control very easily. And zone time, which is like we, like what we said a couple episodes ago, couldn't even get the puck into the zone five on five, five on four, or whatever a year or so ago, right? So it was it was both. Up. It was the, the beautiful thing was both units. So the yeah. yeah, the good thing about that was it was our first look at because I'm sure both those top of the umbrellas are going to stay the same going into the regular season like um both units this, yeah you're right you're right the umbrella yeah the top so the only thing that's going to change is our net front guys on each i'm and sure bumper and bumper because you didn't have guys like fabry was he not he was in the lineup he was he was the bumper guy he scored yeah he, bu- he scored on the bumper remember he scored that bumper goal? yep but rass wasn't in the lineup neither was bert and then who else is, who am i missing Suter was playing with yeah he played didn't he yeah, he did. And I don't know was, where he's was Larkin fit. in that game? Yeah, he yes. Larkin looked he really good in. that game. Yeah, uh, so Larkin Larkin's on the umbrella with Raymond and Letty. Which yeah, is okay. very fun. And then you got Cider with Heronic on his offhand and then literally the thing I called offhand. I called in our um our uh, roster projections episode. I yep. called Cider and Heronic on the same pairing. Yeah. Yep. Just deadly. And then Zadina looked really good on that right side too. Him and Heronic, I feel like they have a good connection going. Yeah, it's just filling in that middle, which honestly you can throw whoever. Like I think Robbie Fabry's definitely getting a spot. Um and then you look at um guys like maybe even Ernie sniffs a some a bumper well, bumper Ernie, spot. Ernie was actually not too, like uh, uh, he was kind of a bright spot on the bumper last year. He was a bumper. I, he was as, uh, well, I, I said as much as bumper. I hate saying that, like he actually looked okay on the bumper last year. And if you have him on a second unit, for him to just stand there and tap pucks back and forth, and he has a decent shot from right there, it's not the worst thing in the world, as much as I hate having him there. Yeah, for sure. I thought, yeah. him For his style, I mean, for his style of play, he actually has a good set of mitts on him, too. Like, He's a weird player. He's such a weird yeah. player. Like, he's a choppy he's, player, but also, like, he makes, like, these, like, kind of, like, really, like, like skill moves that are, like, wow, okay. Jeff Blasha loves him some Adam Ernie. Yeah, he he reminds me of something that Giovanni Smith should be, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like you know I mean, like that's what like, if Giovanni Smith developed into that, that'd be like perfect. Like, oh, there we go. Right. You know, because at least at least there's serviceable there. Up right. another Yeah. Um, like the more and more I watch this game, I'm like, man, was Lucas Raymond under like underutilized in Fralanda? You know what I mean? I mean? Like, dude. I... As much as I hate to say this, I think every young player is underutilized besides Simon Edmondson and Frolanda. Like, you see the touches, like, when Elmer Soderbaum is playing a lot, like, you see how good he looks? Like, what was it last game, which was Saturday morning, I believe? He had a three-point uh, game. Elmer had a three-point game. Niederbach scored. It was the whole – their whole fourth, fourth line. line had all four goals. It was a four-to-two yeah. win. But there's and no Elmer way played the... 12 minutes. Yeah. Like – Lucas Raymond, like he's playing with like he's playing like these top six minutes, which I really applaud Blashell honestly for giving him 
Like he never took Raymond out of the top six the whole preseason. Or not the top like guys who are gonna play in the top six, like NHL top six players. Which I applaud right. him for. Um, yes. But if you look back on like his time in Ferlunda, he was playing third or fourth line minutes with power play time, I'll give you that. But like he like his production was like for people that don't like watch his games or like see his skill set, it's really misleading because then you look at it like, oh, well, what's that? You yeah, his I mean? numbers aren't great. Like, <laughs> where like Bergeron got a little more leash because he was a little bit older. He was still playing third line minutes as well. He was playing fourteen minutes a night, and he put up forty five points. Insanity. Just th- yeah, just think when he played like when he was like if he was like nineteen or something. Yeah. yeah. Same with Raymond. Like I like Raymond like was already like his points like per game or whatever was like one of the it was like top five on the team for Ferlando last year. Excuse me. Yeah, what was he? Eighteen and thirty four. Yeah, which is thirteen to fourteen minute guy. Yeah, for a thirteen to fourteen minute guy, that's really good numbers. That's kind of what the problem was with. uh, Not to compare the two, but I guess you kind of can. Except Raymond's better, like defensively, as Verona's role in Washington. He was sheltered, and his five on five numbers are insane. A little bit of a different system, but like playing wise, is like playing wise, like minutes. If you're talking strictly minutes, yes. And then he comes to Detroit when he gets more minutes, and he's putting up the same like production rate. Just right. high, just higher because he's playing more. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like what else? Like that game was just so much fun. Like the most most cider goal from the point. Love that. Um, yeah, Fabry goal from the bumper. We have uh Raymond Orion and then Raymond absolutely sniping the literal Vesna winner, Mark Mark Andre Fleury, right over the glove. Fleury looked really good that game too. All four goals <laughs> that- are the power play. <laughs> That goal or did he save on Fabry? Fabry, oh my yeah. god! Yeah, he robbed um, Fabry. Yeah, but Fabry. that I'm gonna go back to that uh, shot by Raymond. That release, man, he's that's a special talent. Yeah, it is. That's people. Nice. I think his shot is. I think he might have the best shot on the team besides Verona. Yeah, if Zadina's can click, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right now, I know I'm strictly going off of. Well, right if now. like yeah. depends what you mean by best shot by like best like sh- like scariest shooter on the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, going like, like yeah, like like best shot. I'm going like not hardest. Like I'm saying best shot. Like scariest in all situations. Because I think Hironic has a really scary shot on a one timer, but that's like he's not as deceptive. He's not yeah. actually. That's what scares me about Hironic on like the half wall. He's not deceptive at all. Like, he's but got, I'm he's, glad. But yes. so he wasn't. He wasn't deceptive <laughs> he was, all year really, last year from the top, and it would yeah. go back the other way. Where no. this time we actually have people supporting him. So he's like, smart enough to like make less. passes and rip hard shots. But like, I didn't like. He scares me on the top. Yeah, no. Which I think he played, way he play, more calm. Didn't he play one of the other preseason games on the top? And he yeah, it was horrendous. A couple times. Bad. I don't even think they got into the zone those games. To be honest. Yeah. Um, man, I think it was, yeah, it was really cool to see like the power play clicking so well. I mean, obviously the rest of the game, I, mean, I think Chicago had a couple of power play goals. So, I mean, I think they had three, didn't they? Something like that. Yeah. So, PK, uh, PK needs some work. I don't uh, think it was three, three. It was two or three. It was two or three. Okay. Um, our PK was kind of an issue all, all last week. If you think about it, that Columbus game. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that? that might buy into reasoning for some roster situation yeah we'll get into that yeah a little bit um yeah man i still 
I still don't understand. Like Bobby Ryan, I thought played like a really good. Yeah, uh, I thought he awesome. earned himself a contract. Like, we all kind of did. We, we um, talked about the I think I, I guess maybe, should we should we should we wait on that? Should we wait on this a little longer? Should we keep? We're already talking games? about it right now. So I mean, we can dive into it. I don't see all why right. not. All right. Yeah. So so, so announced announced today, Bobby Ryan released from his pr- professional tryout, and hearts of every Red Wing fan broke. But then we're quickly healed by Lucas Raymond. But yeah, um, yeah, Bobby Ryan. Um, uh, I get it, but I don't have to like it. If that makes any sense. Um, so I guess I'm kind of different than you guys on this situation. I love Bobby Ryan, but I do not think he has a spot on this team. Well, that's what I, I, I said. I get it. I get the decision, but okay. I don't have to like it. So, so yeah. the where it stems from partly is I think Blash Hill really wants Ernie on that third line. And if you put, like, Bobby Ryan's speed has decreased over the years quite a bit, and his defensive game is not great. He provides a lot of offensive talent that he still has. It's just with his skating, he needs, like, to be paired with fast guys. And that's why partly why I think he looks so good with Stevens. But he can't play a fourth-line role, in my opinion. And if they want to have him on that third line – Seems like he wants Ernie and Rasmussen up there as well. That's way too damn slow of a line. That's why I think yeah. you need a guy like Nemesta Cup up with that line. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, um, I was more so. I think like if we're going strictly, if I'm going to twist Blashell's words a little bit, but he said like in the press conferences, if you're better than someone, you'll be on this team. I think it's very plain and obvious that Bobby Ryan is better than Giovanni Smith and um, Carter Rowney. Yeah, and then another thing, I saw people like getting mad over like Sam Gagne being on the team over like. I don't get the Sam Gagne. I don't. Get I don't the Sam get Gagne. it either. Sam Gagne brings more of he can fill into more throughout the lineup, and he provides like more of a need in like the penalty killing aspect that he's developed throughout the years, where right. Bobby Ryan cannot really penalty kill. Well, he was never really asked to. Like Sam Gagne, like had to grind for that. You remember like 2015, 16, he was sent down to the minors for a while. Yeah. And then for when like, he came back up, he what's that? Uh, oh, oh for like almost almost two years, he was up and down. Yeah, because he, he got loaned he got loaned out to Toronto. Yeah, to the Marlies. Yeah, from Vancouver, and then um, he was doing stuff like that. But um, man, yeah. he grinded his way back, and he like learned how to like play this depth game. And like Edmonton, like like he wasn't needed in Edmonton, whatever. And the Red Wings got him, and like I was like I was I was like really skeptical, like during because he was through the Athens U trade. Yeah. That's what we got him. That's how we got him. He was a dump in the Athens U trade. He was like a, he had like a million and some change contracts. So that's why it was a con, it was a money dump. Yeah. But I was I was like oh this guy's a bum whatever. But he like he brought something to that like those couple games and then we re-signed him and he was I thought he was good last season. Well, it's he developed that defensive side of the game, <laughs> the uh, defensive game like of his, which again like what you just kind of said makes him more serviceable than. Bobby Ryan in that aspect because for what role they'll be playing, that's what you need. So that's what I mean. Like right. I, yeah, I don't think it makes sense to have a guy like Bobby Ryan on a fourth line. No, it, do, it doesn't. It's just we just want to see him on the team. I also <laughs> found it <laughs> very interesting what Stevie said about Bobby Ryan, him possibly like keeping him in mind depending how the twenty the season is going this year. Right, I did see, I did see that. Yeah, which is really interesting. I, I don't know. I really want Bobby to find a home, 
just because I really like him, but I don't. I'd know. rather I'd rather him get some financial stability if he really wants it, and if not, I mean, he's got I think plenty he's of money. financially <laughs> stable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He does have. He's still uh, getting paid by the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, for like, I, just, I think he makes like I think he makes two million two million a year for like the next like three years. I just don't know where that home would be, to be honest. Like, I thought Pittsburgh right away, but their winger depth is fine because like they're they're yeah. just demolishing the center position. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like he, he said he had offers, which I completely like. I believe for sure. I would like, like to you see look Sam at the, Yeah, and I want it to be like a good situation. I don't want him to sign like no offense, Carson, but Buffalo. Yeah, right. He would. I mean, he would do wonders for that locker room. Honestly, I think he would. Actually, you know what? I changed my mind. That'd be really good for Buffalo. They could. I think so. Guy like that. I, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah, I mean, they have like Acapozo, who I think is. Like, they, he's they, he's kind of like their version of Bobby Ryan. They make it seem like he's a really good locker room guy, which is great to hear. Yeah, awesome. I yeah, I, so I guess maybe Buffalo needs some more like goodwill like that. That'd be cool. Um. So yeah, I changed my mind on that. Yeah, I'm morale guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we move into yeah. I guess we can move off of the Bobby Ryan topic. Well, obviously, it will be missed, and I wish we wish him the best of luck. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, if he wants to, I mean, maybe he wants to be done, you know, who knows? Um, so we move into the sixth game of preseason. It was against Columbus. It's a 4 2 loss. Um, ugh. This is an ugh game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was turned off pretty quick. It was pretty boring. Line A, Voracek decided to run the Red Wings show, and that was about it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the Red Wings got worked in this one. That was pretty brutal to watch, not going to lie. They yeah that offensive line was just insane. They're I mean they had a bunch of power. I think three of their or two or three of those goals were power play goals. So who was our top line that game? Was it the same line? Was it Zadina, Larkin, and Raymond? Yeah, and I thought when they had like when they were in the offensive zone, I thought they did well. They got worked by Line Avor, Check and Texier. Yeah, I think line. they got out, I think they got out possessed. But, oh, like, they, they got out possessed majorly. Like it was bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the course he would be. I didn't, like, look it up for this game. I'm sure it was no. it, it was in the Red Wings' favor. Um, I thought they still had flashes, though. I think – I thought Raymond had a good game. Um, like, it wasn't – he wasn't offensively standout, but I thought he, like, defensively and stuff, I thought he played very sound. See, and this is where I vary a little bit with you. This is what scares me a little bit about Raymond. But I think playing with Larkin and Bertuzzi, who are both defensively responsible, is going to help him a lot. I think he's defensively responsible, but he panics a little bit in the defensive zone, which is understandable. He's 19, playing the NHL, still adapting to the smaller ice change, right. but, which scares me a little bit. But, like, even, like, Bergeron was a lot worse with that. He was scared in the D zone a little bit. Yeah, yeah Bergeron got uh, – yeah, he was sent down, and uh, he definitely uh, – I think he needs the time. And it'll be good. I think he'll be up at some point this year, but yeah, um, he definitely needs the time. Oh, I, I forgot to I forgot to mention uh, uh, T Bone Cod. He got let go. Sad. That's a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. I I, I miss I missed it after the um, the Chicago games in my notes, but yeah, T Bone Cod. Um, yeah, honestly, he was he's great name and a great story, but not that great at hockey. Good golfer though. He's yeah, just kind of sick golfer. Oh, uh, yes. All right. Um, 
so yeah, other other notes I really had from that. Um, Cider got absolutely walked by Line A. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Leash and all. That's I, dude, that... I saw like a couple of Red Wing fans get like they're like, wow, I can't believe Cider got walked. Like it's Patrick Line. Dude, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> dude, he he does these he does this as a top pairing defenseman. That's what bugs me about like uh Twitter, like nowadays. Like people are so like what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like they're blinded. Down. Blinded. People are Blinders. blinded. Yes. They like they just think Cider's gonna come in and be this stud, which he could be, but like mistakes are gonna happen. Yeah, and I really he, like Blashill's press conference after this game where he like uh he went out of his way to mention that like like Cider, like he it was yeah, it was a bad play by him out there, but like young players are gonna have this and like he's like this happened the guy with line A skill is this happens to veterans. Yes. Yeah. So he like so he kinda like didn't yeah, he wasn't like Matt, I that's not the right term I want to use, but like he didn't like put blame on like Mo too much. It was like this is a young kid, he's gonna have growing pains, and like we need to settle expectations a little bit. I mean, yeah, like even like I think it was in the finals last year when they were playing Vaxio, however the hell you say it, and just yeah, like Vox, Vox show. a couple mistakes by him, but like still like shows he's able to bounce back from those kind of things, just like overcommitting and stuff like that. It happens yeah. to everyone. I also thought Ned was pretty good. This I thought Ned, like his last two games he played, I thought Ned was pretty solid. He was. Yeah. So so that's good. Good. Yeah. So that's good moving forward. I would I like really, to say that I am not worried about goaltending at all going into this year. No. Nope. Oh. Our goaltending is solid. Agreed. Probably our best, that's probably our best thing about this team. That's, yeah. that's what I was just going to say. Um. Like the last two games, honestly, just sucked. We won one of them, four-two versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's, I should say, AHL team. Yeah, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and Mike Matheson. <laughs> good God, <laughs> good God! Like we, it was just such an awful game. I don't know what I don't know what that was. Um, I literally think Horonic, the only Horonic, the only note I have from that game is Horonic uh, and Valeno. Valeno looked, looked really good. Valeno looked really good, and then Horonic scored a goal on a goalie. <laughs> yeah. That's the only yeah. thing I have to say about that. He almost scored two. He hit the post too. He cranked yeah, he the post. That the, it's Sam Gagne had some height on that sauce for like oh such my a gosh, short that pass. Was such a dirty dish. Yeah. <laughs> like he had some height. But that was like a horrendous game to watch. That was awful. And then, <laughs> arguably worse game was Sunday, or no Saturday. Saturday. Oh my gosh. Buffalo three-one loss. And don't worry, you know Blasha was already throwing eleven and seven out there. Oh, that was, yeah. that was a yeah. bad game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, that I, one was turned off pretty quick. I know. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you turned it off. You were smart. I, I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing as well. Oh, not probably. I, I, te- I was texting Carson during it, and like we're talking <laughs> about, because like, yeah, Carson's being a, a Buffalo Sabres fan. He was talking about. He's like, who do you think looked good for the Sabres? I'm like, uh, I thought Skinner actually had a pretty, pretty good game. Yeah. But I was like, the Red, all the Red Wings just suck right now. Like, the Sabres are just working working them. And then he complained about Tage Thompson, then, like, literally the next the next shift, Tage Thompson. I thought Tage Thompson looked really good. And same with, like, he's talking Jay- about, like the, He was talking, like, early in the first period. Okay. J.J. Paterka looked really good, too. I know he just got sent down, but he looked That's fun. smart. Keep him away from the tire fire. Yes. Um, yeah, like, I, like, I thought – 
Valeno had another good game. Like he was the best player on that on that first line, that quote unquote first line with yeah. Bertuzzi and Raymond. Yeah. Um it was just yeah, it was bland all around. I thought the defense was pretty bad. Yeah. Um <laughs> Ned Ned was like the bright spot and then um he that the goal, goal. He, yeah. The goal where he went to go play the puck and just threw it at Cider and then <laughs> went off Cider's leg and then Zemgis Noted Latvian Olympian. Noted. He scored that sick goal against Jimmy Howard. Oh, yeah. We didn't even – yeah. Congrats to Mort Sider. Announced for the German Olympic team. Uh, clicks. Yeah, clicks for the lads. Um, yeah. I, 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 not that it's, like, surprising, but, like, I was kind of surprised he was one of the first three people announced for – Who else for are they going to announce? Two goalies, Grice and Grubar. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Ryder. <laughs> yeah. Tim yeah, Stutzla, um, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So confirmed. Cider over Stutzla. Yeah, I'd take that. No, they they choose Corbinian and Holzer. Yeah. Over, <laughs> over Mart Cider. Um. No, that was cool though. Um. Yeah, that game sucked. I thought like the standouts for that game were Ned Cider and Stevens. Yeah, Stevens looked really good. He set up the Gagne goal. Yeah. Other than that, like, there's not much to say about that. That game was bad. Yeah, it was pretty tough to watch. The, uh, the only thing worse than the play on the ice was the pronunciation of Hirose. Hyros? Yeah. Taro Hyros. Taro Hyros in the corner. Yeah, what? <laughs> you can just look it up, my man. It's all good. Um, yeah. That was, uh, that was a pretty bad game. Luckily, we got to move away from that pretty quickly with some good news. Um, yeah. I guess we move into today and i had like i had a whole thing planned out i was like yeah pros and cons of valeno being valeno and raymond being in grand rapids and then steve eisman's like no garth this is this is your day <laughs> they're they're up baby they're up um wow what do you guys but... what do you guys think what do you guys think of the the 23 man roster um i guess i'm not too surprised i'm actually not surprised at all that's kind of what i thought it would be uh Valeno a little bit, but I think he needs – now, he doesn't need it, but he's got a higher ceiling than a lot of these guys, and I think it won't be – it won't hurt him for sure to play in the AHL on, like, first line or second line and get big minutes and play power play and develop on power play and play penalty kill, develop on penalty kill. There's a lot he can get down from down there where I don't see other guys really – like instead of send, sending someone on like waivers, although I don't really care if Giovanni or Rowney got picked up. Right. I don't know. I think it's more beneficial than playing him on a fourth line. That's what I'll say. I think yeah. this is this is more of a paper move. Like I'm not convinced that he's not actually gonna play on Thursday. Like I think he might actually play. Okay. Like I had these I, I was talking to you about this and I saw a couple like I think Helene St. James like tweeted something like that, like they're probably going to use the guys who have waiver eligibility to send down like Raymond or Valeno just to hit the 23 man roster. And then while they, they can still look at the other guys in practice. So I'm because I don't, I don't know if you saw like from the lines today, I can, I can, I don't know, Andy, did you see the lines today or no? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. You see, look I at just her. saw who kind of got sent. I guess not like Valeno got sent down for the time being. You need to look, you need to look at our Twitter account. Cause I, yeah, I'm, tweet, you know. I'm, I'm tweeting this all this out. I'm sorry, boys. Yeah, for, someone, for someone, for someone who didn't work all week, you know, what are you doing? 
Those are the cute teen boys. <laughs> uh, first line, Bertuzzi, Larkin, Raymond. Second line of Fabry, Suter, Zadina. Third line of Ernie, Rasmussen, and Rasmussen, sorry, Gagne. Fourth line of Rowney, Stevens, and Valeno. Granted, so this was this was treated by Anzar Khan. Yeah, he Gra- said. And, yeah. and granted, uh, Max Boltman tweeted out later that the bottom six was being rotated between the eight guys, like Smith and Nemestikov were, they're all rotating in. So I think that was just a quick look that like whoever he saw take line rushes that quick second. So I don't know who's actually like playing on what wing for that line, for those lines. Yeah. So I think they're he's there's so what that's why I think with Valeno, it's more of like a tryout going on again with like like guys like Carnarani and Giovanni Smith over in Valeno, I guess. Also, yeah, also Ernie Ernie and um so Ernie got off the or no. Yeah, Ernie got off the ice halfway through practice because he's recovering from an injury. So they didn't want to bag him the whole practice because they want him ready. But him and Smith are both fighting injuries, so there's a chance they don't play. Isn't is Rasmussen good now? Yeah, I guess he's good. He practiced the whole time, I guess, is what they said. Okay. Smith also practiced the whole time, so I guess he sounds like he's doing better. But Blasio, like, in this press conference, didn't sound, like, too happy with him, like, with his, like, training camp or whatever. So I'm not okay. sure what's all going on with that. So that's kind of how I view it. I think I think there's still a decent chance we see Joe Valeno on, on the opening night. And if not, completely fine of him and Bergeron being line mates in Grand Rapids. Oh, I will be ecstatic on Saturday. I, yeah, you actually might be rooting for it at this point. <laughs> so actually, well, if I get to watch Bergeron and Valeno Saturday playing a line together, I don't know. I don't know. Grant might be really happy. <laughs> Oh, big yawn. And then, actually, like, the only, like, surprise I thought – are you laughing at me? No, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I thought the defense was more surprising, and I did not touch about the – I did not touch that on this in my article at all. I don't know why. But uh, so the first two pairings are, like, pretty predictable, like DeKaiser, Hironic, Letty, Sider. Like, they were running that all preseason. Mm-hmm. But then it was Stahl, Stahl Gustav Lindstrom, and then Ost – Osterley and Stetcher. So it kind of looks like Stetcher's on the outs for game uh, one. I'm curious to see, like, would they run, like, a sort of rotate this year with the third and fourth pairing? Would they have That's what Blatt, no, no, So Blashell's press conference was saying, like, he's like, I've, I've, sat, I've sat those guys down, and I'm like, listen, there's going to be two good players sitting every game. And he's like, you guys are just going to have to deal with it, like, mentally, get around it. So... I think there's going to be more of a rotation. I don't know what the rotation is going to be like. Um, I just would ever playing best, to be honest. Right. And this isn't a bad thing at all. This is a good no, thing. No, competition's good. Competition's yep. good. And also, like, these are all players that, like, to be completely honest, like, if Troy Stetcher, Jordan Osterley, like, Gustav Lindstrom don't play a game, big whoop. I'm not, like, losing sleep over it. Yeah, right. So... I think this is good. Um, I'm curious. I, I I think it's more Gustav Lindstrom, like the young guy getting the edge versus deserving. Because I thought Troy Stetcher was pretty good this preseason. I thought so too. Yeah, same here. Not that I didn't think Gustav Lindstrom was – I thought he actually had a really good – one of the Chicago games, he had a really good game. Yeah, the first and then – The first game he played. And then a couple other games, I was like, oh, there's Lindstrom. He's back. Good to see you. Is that like an Adam Sandler? 
You sound like you sound like uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Anyway, too. <laughs> thank you. He's like he sounds like back to school. Yeah, <laughs> he's like singing like outside waiting for the bus. Sorry, like, I don't I don't do a good Billy Madison impression, but uh, that's what I thought of right away. Um, but yeah, I was I was really relieved to hear that Blasha was like he was not. I'm not going to do 11 and seven for the opening game. I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked him that question, Wait, just, and he's uh, like, just pitching at ten on day one. Say <laughs> <laughs> like it's wraps for us boys. We're going 11 and seven. He's Ugh. like, yeah, we're tired. It's a big grind from practice this week. We're gonna we get forwards are you know forwards, forwards need a break. are gas. Yeah, we haven't played since defense. Saturday, defense need a break actually because he more defense. I, I misspoke there. Um, no, he said he wanted to get the forward lines buzzing early, get some chemistry going, which I obviously I agree with. That's the way it should be. I think eleven and seven should really only be utilized if like you have a good seventh D and um, you're on a back to back. I think that's the only time I can make an argument for it. Yeah. Or like your injury pro, or your you're an injury bug right now, or I hate those. the eleven and seven argument. The only time I think it's usable is like Andy said, when you're you get an injury bug. Right. Let's do ten and eight. Let's just go with that. I'm down for ten Ooh. and eight. <laughs> so we bench like uh, we bench. Fuck it. Fuck it. Nine and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Winter. Winter's getting called back up. <laughs> so we're benching Rowney and like let's say. Nemesnikov, and then we're just running nine forwards, and then we're calling up Wyatt Newpower. There we go. No, Wyatt no. Newpower Mikowski, might, Mikowski. he might. Oh yeah, Witter. Yeah, Witter. Yeah, that was He's the weirdest. That was the weirdest one to me. Not on the twenty-three man roster. Luke yeah, that Mikowski. was crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know if almost they saw. Him. That, did you see him almost go end to end that one game? Yeah, I guess Blashill wasn't looking when he absolutely sniped Ukapekalukin in. Yeah, that's that's World ridiculous. champ, baby. He won World Juniors? Finland. Gold no, uh, I thought you were talking about Luke Witkowski. Oh, like, no. He won no, World no. Juniors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and you're like, from Finland. I'm like, Luke Witkowski's American. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Holland Bandit. We dual citizenship. A dual citizenship for Finland. No, I'm talking about Uka Pekka Lukanen. He did for play. Howard. That's right. He, yeah, they won. That was the year. Was that Kapanen scored the game winner? No, that's a little bit before, I think. Yeah, that was he. he Kapanen's, won... Kapanen's like three years older, Grant. Right? Okay. Was it 2018 or 2019 or something? I don't even know how old Pekka Lukanen is, to be honest. He was my age, 2017 draft. He, yeah, he played with uh, a couple of my buddies in Sudbury, and that's the only reason why I know that. <laughs> Sudbury, what a place. Oh, yeah, the Big Nickel. The what? Gotta love it. The Big Nickel. Is that what it's called? Never yeah, heard it's, called a big, that it's a big mining town for... Nickel. Oh, I, I even knew that the Nickel City baby. Yeah, oh, I even, I even knew that. Okay, cool. Whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it's just Sudbury's. It's just Sudbury. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> That's Tyler Bertuzzi's hometown, baby. That's yeah. actually, I the first time I ever went to Sudbury was actually the first time me and Andy met. Oh yeah, it was that bus trip. Yeah, for, we're going for, to uh, Barry. Yeah, we're going to Barry. I remember being cold as shit. I got coffee that day. I don't drink coffee. And <laughs> I've never drank coffee in my life. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Because uh, my dad came on the trip. Do you remember that? Yeah. Randy. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're getting coffee. And uh, I remember, yeah, I remember taking a drink. And I'm like, this tastes like absolute shit. I hate this. So was it, wasn't it Tim's too? It makes yeah, sense. it was Tim's. We stopped at, we stopped at the, the Tim's there. It was like 
it was November. It was yeah, it was early November. It was like negative. It was for the for the uh, Remembrance Day tournament. November. Yeah, how cold it was like. Remember, it was like negative whatever nine or something at, in November. That's yeah. It's Northern Ontario. It's not much it's different like, from Northern Michigan, I guess. But I don't think I don't think it's that. That's it's not that far below zero at that point in November in Escanaba. Huh. See, but yeah, I'm used to traveling up. Like, well, actually, that's more central Ontario, I guess. But like, yeah, technically, technically, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody lives in northern Ontario. Uh, you know, close Jerusalem, Hurst. Like, that's pretty north. There's a couple of people, I suppose. Hurst, yeah. okay. But either way, yeah, it was it was still chilly, I guess. You know, it was a cold day. I don't, I don't like that. Um, Shitty coffee too. <laughs> did you guys see Larkin's press conference comments? Yeah, I want to run through that. a wall. I want to run through a wall. I'm going to lace them up and play for Larks right now. Lighting, oh, don't, even me, don't even get me started about press conferences here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Don't get me started about press conferences here and running through a wall. <laughs> we can talk about Motor City Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. That's what I'm doing. The one I said in the chat today or last night or whatever. That poor dude, he's like crying and like, he's not crying, but like he's really emotional and like he just wants it. to win. I love it. He wants his boys to. He wants his boys to win. I just want him to throw Jared Goff under the bus so bad. I want him to coach the Red Wings. Oh my God! Imagine (laughs) we'd be taking on kneecaps. We we'd all get suspended. Winner would be on the team. (laughs) Winner be on the team. We'd be trading for Radko (laughs) Gudas. Be awesome. Ryan Reeves would already been on the Red Wings. Well, that's what the Rangers are actually trying to do. He actually he actually coaches the Rangers because you know they can't deal with Tom Wilson on their own. Yeah. Dan, Kim- Dan Campbell's actually lacing him up to play against Washington. Before Ryan Reeves took that really nasty injury, did you guys see the video of the fans punking him out that were Islanders fans that took a picture of them? Yeah. That was hilarious. Grant, did you see that? No. What happened? So there was these fans that were waiting outside of uh, the practice ring for the Rangers. And they're like, Ryan, can we get a picture? And Ryan, Ryan Reeves is like, yeah, sure. And they're wearing this jacket, like, zipped up. And so, like, they go to pose the picture with Ryan Reeves, and they're like, Ryan Reeves is smiling, but all of a sudden the kid unzips his jacket. It's an Islanders jersey. Oh, God. And, Ryan, and everyone's, like, laughing, and Ryan Reeves looks. He's like, get off of me. Like, he puts his off. <laughs> they took the picture already. He's like, when he looks at him, he's like, get out of here. <laughs> he was, like, really funny. He, he got a chuckle out of it, too. He was like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he, he liked it. He, he, he thought it was funny, but uh, yeah. I thought that was That's awesome. hilarious. Um, yeah, dude, that ankle injury sucked for him. So I guess we'll get into um, season preview for the Red Wings. I guess some goals from guys we want to like we want to look at. Maybe some lineups, like maybe how they're going to do the Atlantic. I don't know, just kind of a as a whole. That's all right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um. So what do you guys think for like maybe point projections for like the top six? Like, what are we thinking for every player? What's realistic? What's best case scenario? Um, what do you guys start? 100 goals, 100 assists. Who should we start with? You want to start with the second, like the noted second line up to the first line, like ending at Lucas Raymond? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Okay, um, let's start with uh, Fabry. So, um, Fabry is an interesting case because he's never really been healthy. And so I'm going to go if he stays healthy this year and if he plays the way he did in preseason – and how he played actually most of last season as well. And if him and Suter can click like they were and get Zadina going as well, 
I think Fabry could put up mid fifties. I was thinking something like right around like eighteen goals, thirty some odd assists, right around there. Like uh, high forties, high forties, low fifties. That's okay. That's, that's the like, range. That's the range we're talking. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the range. Like if he stays healthy, I mean, this year is a little bit different because they have a little bit more. I mean, it seems looking into it, more talent to play with, so that should help, right? Right. Yeah, so, I can see him being like a really good power play player this year too, and I yeah. he's due for like a a season where he's healthy. Right. So I don't know if you guys know that Robbie Fabry's played exactly eighty two games for the Red Wings. Yeah, over two seasons. Over two seasons, and you want to guess his points? It's like sixty or fifty five. Forty nine. Forty nine. Okay. Twenty five goals, twenty four assists, and I think that's very realistic for. What I'm yeah. shooting for. So, and I think he's progressing. I think he'd be a little better. bit. I think he. I think he'd be a little bit better. Yeah. I think he's more of a goal scorer than he is a playmaker, to be honest. So, Andy, I'm a little bit disagree with you. I think he's gonna score more goals. Fair enough. I'm gonna guess 26 goals and 23 assists. Okay. 49 points. I'll go 49 points. I'm gonna go an odd 54 or even 54. <laughs> nice. Nice math. Uh, um, but yeah, dude, he was buzzing in preseason. I like Grant. I, we didn't even talk about fantasy. Yeah, we, we did our fantasy draft. Grant snagged Fabry, and I was thinking about taking him. But I did he also was, take four Red Wings. Yeah, I had a rough draft. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I got two steals late with Fabry and Arvidsson late. It's kind of nice. I took Luke Stramond, and that's all I can <laughs> Before he was even com- like confirmed to be on the team, I, I took him. Is that after the Chicago game? Is that yeah? It was literally after the Chicago game. I'm like, literally. yeah, he's my he's on my team. Yeah. Um, no, I think yeah, I think Robbie Fabry's like the like he's a really good second line forward. Like those numbers are that's a that's a legit second line forward on any team in the NHL. Yep. Which is yeah, if he gets around fifty, like I'm I'm ecstatic. And like also, this is an interesting year for him, where the Red Wings kind of have to make a decision by the deadline whether or not they're going to extend him or trade him. He's a guy UFA. UFA. He's a guy I can see them re-signing. I hope they re-sign him. Yeah. I think this is I think this is the time where you need to start evaluating who like could be in your team long term. Yeah. Like I'm even like looking at like we can get into the defense a little bit, but like with a guy like Nick Letty. Is he somebody on a flip or a keep? Yeah. I, you gotta decide what's worth more. Like you can get like a second round pick for Nick Letty, but like what's worth more? A second round pick or but yeah, do you already have for... enough draft stock? Like that's what I'm saying. So we have a we have a NHL defenseman that's going to be our number one. He's competent. Yeah. Yeah, like Nick Letty is only thirty. Yeah. You can easily re-sign him for like another three years afterwards, and like be he won't Get be three awful. years of him. Yeah. Cup champ. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's ready as a cup champ. I was about to say no, not with the island, but he he won with the Blackhawks. Yep. Um. No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, back to yeah, Robbie Fabry. I think this is I think Grant, you're right with like a breakout year for Robbie Fabry. He he's he's bound to stay healthy one of these years, and I think this is the year. I'm for rooting him. for him, man. I'm rooting for him. Uh, we're on to Pia Suter. So I'm thinking for Puce, I'm thinking either low 40s to high 30s, and I'm thinking maybe around like. 20 and 20 or something like that. 20 and like 18. I'd like to see him score a lot of goals. He gets a lot of opportunities. And he yeah. did with playing with Fabry. It'd be nice to see him get around 40 points. I'd be completely cool with that. 
Andy? I, I think he'd probably be mid-40s. Like, if that line stays together and they are able to stay healthy and keep producing or produce, I guess, you know, throughout the season, I'd probably say they wouldn't be too far off in points from each other. I mean, I know – well, I'm I'm assuming Fabry is going to get a little bit more power play time. Yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. right. So that's the, that's going to be the only like separate. Right. I feel like would be the only separation, but I feel like those guys together would probably be within like eight to ten points, maybe of each other. Yep, completely. Agree. So like somewhere mid mid to low forties, and then I mean they're both pretty even, like. Like you said, with uh, Fabry's points, his his goals and assists are pretty split, and I think suitors would be pretty similar too. Right. Like, what do you think? Like, for a successful season for Pia Suter to like really show, like he can be like a second line center. Like, what are we looking at? Like, like play like away from like his play away from the puck. Like, we need to show that he actually can play center. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think so if he hopefully... puts up forty points, it's pretty success- successful year for him. Right. Offensively, yeah. Offensively, and he shows he's competent defensively, right? So I, I really liked. I thought he was one of our better preseason players. I thought his skating is very good. Um, His offensive instincts are good, and defensively, he's actually very reliable as well. He kind of like reminds me of Valtteri Filippo a little bit, not in like not recent Valtteri Filippo, right? First, first go with the wings. Yeah, first go with the rings, Valtteri Filippo. Yeah, not like the fastest guy, but they're both like they were both very smart players, very like cere- yeah. like cerebral players. So like, that's kind of like he's not like gonna blow you away with speed, but he puts himself in really good like places to score. Well, that's what I'm thinking with Vlad. Like, and Vlad was never or Vlad Val 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 yeah Val Val was never a um, high scoring center. I think he had like 50 points over 50 points once. I want to say, but like mostly with the rings, he was like a mid 40s guy. Yeah, with like really good defensive metrics. Um, so I'm looking. I'm looking at Suter, and I'm thinking 42 points is where I'm going for for him. Um, I think he's gonna have more goals than assists. Actually, no, I changed my mind. Now he's gonna have more, more assists. I think Fabry's gonna be the finisher on that line. I was gonna say, you think Fabry's gonna be the finisher? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, so yeah, what would you, would you 40, say, sorry, for goals and assists for him though? Like, I know he's gonna have more assists, but 42 points. And I'll go like sixteen goals. I, I said twenty and eighteen. That's really hopeful yeah. for goals wise, but yeah, I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like sixteen and whatever, but still a great season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything, yeah. anything around forty, if he's like close to a half a point per game, like that's a win. Yeah, as we got him for nothing. Literally. <laughs> um, and then I think the one of the bigger wild cards on the team. He's my breakout player of the year because he's got he's got a man. He's got to do it. Philip Zadina. What are we looking um, at? <laughs> uh, pains me. I want him to score more than this amount, but I'm thinking around 15 goals and 30 assists. Okay. For like a 45. Yeah, I see. I see 45 points. I wish I could change that number to 20 goals instead of. 15 but yeah it's i don't know like it's tough to say you you want yeah exactly you want 20 25 20 and 25 or whatever but it really depends if you can find a scoring touch or not yeah so in there i don't know like 
hope, hopeful, like hope, like me hoping would probably be like right around 18 goals or 20 goal mark right around there. But I realistically speaking right now from what I've seen and I'm thinking like 12 to 15 goals, honestly. It's, he's just got to get his, it, the issue is, is between the ears. For yeah. Sure. And, I, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope he turns that over. Like, obviously, like, you know, like, that's, but that's just right now where, from what I've seen through preseason in the last couple of years, that's kind of where I see him at right now. Right. But he's also going to play in there. He's playing where he's at. He's going to get a lot of looks and maybe something breaks through where he's on the power play and just, gets a couple going, then rides a hot streak and builds that confidence, which best case for us. I've actually changed my, I've changed my answer to what's actually holding him back. It's the, the stupid slap on tape that him and Heronic use. Oh, they don't use like actual tape for anyone, like anyone not knowing what I'm talking about. So like, there's like this, like for hockey, like usually you use the roll of tape, obviously, and you like, you know, wrap it around your stick or whatever. But then there's like these, uh, there's this pre-made tape that you can buy, and it's instead it doesn't go around your whole blade. It like goes just in the front and the back, and it's pre-made, and it's supposed to last like longer. They're like and stickers, kind of stickers. Basically, they're used for kids. Yeah, if we're gonna be completely honest. And <laughs> Philip Zadina and Philip Peronic both use them with Red Wings logo, Red Wings logos in the corners of them, with their numbers, and I hate it. There's nothing I hate more. It's bad style. Both of them, both of them, notably had bad years ever since using it. Who's uh, whose tape job is it? Is it Kevin Fiala? He just puts a, one little straight line across the blade at the bottom. I don't, on think, he did, I don't think he. I don't think he does that anymore. But he did. But he, he did, did at one point. That that's he a better tape job Nashville, than what these guys yeah. have. <laughs> probably true because he probably whacks yeah. the shit out of it. And it, it like oh, speaking of tape jobs, oh. sorry. Did you notice uh, Siders doing the old Stutzla but with the black tape underneath the white? Oh yeah, he's been he's done that. He's done that his whole career. Oh, I didn't notice that before. Actually, yeah, never mind. Good. Never mind. On the DEL, he's black with it, though. He did. Yeah, he did okay. the same tape job. He's black. Yeah, he's got but white with, and then black yeah. strip under. But with the Griffins and stuff like that, he's been doing. He's been doing that. Gotcha. And last year in the SHL. Um, yeah. Be on a serious note, Philip Zina. Um, defensively, that's never been the issue. Like we've been like ever since he came in the league, he's been really sound in his own zone. He's been working his tail off. It's just the. The sixth overall pick, you know, the the infamous him saying on, on draft day, I gotta fill the puck. I gotta fill the pucks with nets. Or, well, I flipped that around. I'm gonna fill, fill their the, their puck or their nets. Their nets pucks. with pucks. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. Yeah, you're struggling. About talking about how Ottawa and Montreal passed him up in the draft in Arizona, and it's just never come to fruition. Um, realistically. I think we're looking at like realistically it's more like uh like a forty five point season for him. But I'm gonna go a little more optimistic. I'm gonna guess he gets fifty four points. Okay. Okay. I think he's gonna score twenty six goals and twenty eight assists. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. I'd That's love what I'm hoping that. for. I'm I think he's gonna figure it out. I think he's going to. I hope he does. I think it's going to – I think playing with Fabry and – like him and Fabry – looks really played, good with Fabry yeah. last year at the start of the season. They, before the start Fabry of the season, hurt. yeah. And then Suter's a super smart player, and he can figure it out. Yeah. And I think he'll open up space. Like Fabry and Zadina can be the two trigger guys. 
I think Fabry's more of like a natural natural or not no Zadina's more of a natural finisher, but like more recently Fabry's been a finisher for the team. And Zadina's yeah. been a really good playmaker for the team. Right. So I think this could work either well. I think I think it's more of a realistic thing that he like gets less than twenty goals because you're he's gonna be more of a playmaker. Yeah. Like I, I think it could be more like an eighteen thirty, like you know what I mean? He gets eighteen goals and thirty assists, but I think I'm banking on him scoring more than twenty goals. Okay. That would be unreal. I hope so. For his sake, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah mo- moving to the, the top line. Tyler Bertuzzi. This is where it gets interesting. So, honestly, I think Bert's going to pot 20 this year. I think he's money in the bag for e- easy. He's an easy 20 goals, I think. Easy yeah. 20 goals. and It's whatever he gets after that. I'm thinking 20, 23 and 30. 34. Okay. That's, that's pretty close to what I was saying. Yeah. That's so about 57. I, I was, I was, yeah. I was literally. If he stays just healthy. Right around the, yeah. Right around the 60, 60 point mark. Like just below it. That's really but, optimistic yeah. though from him missing nine games this year. But yeah. Mid 50s. Mid to high 50s. I think. Also optimistic him coming off a of back surgery. That's excited if he stays healthy. Oh, okay. All right. But I mean, you okay. look at his line, his line mates. Him and Larkin have that built chemistry, and then Larkin and Raymond have looked really good together in preseason. So, and then also you get power play time. Lots of power. He gets a lot. First power. He's gonna be a first power play. He's. Yeah. I love Burton in the power play. And that's that's where that's where he's. I find most useful like because the wings don't really have a player like that where yeah. well other than him obviously and for yeah. can build into that yeah but yeah no i i say yeah i say right around like the 22 to 24 goals and like 35 ish assist area Burtz is a playmaker huh that's well i mean he's got raymond to pass to he's not he's got another option too now with I think uh, we're, we're being pretty optimistic on these guys, but I like it. But like, yeah. if, all, if all goes well, stays healthy, and doesn't miss yeah. more than the nine games he's allotted for, which you know he's going to miss a couple here and there. But I think we're being like we're being like we have the definitely have the red ro- like the red colored glasses on with like being Red Wings fans. But I think we're being pretty realistic. Yeah, like in the fact the that their skill set the potentials there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for, for all the players we've said, I think like we're not going out and saying Pew, like we're not saying Pew Suters may have sixty point center. Yeah, that's right. True. So I don't know. I don't really have a huge issue. Like I, I think maybe we're a little gung ho on some of them, but I don't. I don't think yeah. it's that bad. But like um, what I me, said before, like what I said before too is you're you're inserting better players on their top six now that they can play with. So that that helps a lot if all goes well, stays well too. I think a Bertuzzi is an easy twenty five twenty five guy. I think. I think if he gets like with missing the nine games, I think I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna lock it in fifty points, twenty-five, twenty-five. I like I think that. that's a pretty I'm a pretty that's pretty sad. If he scores twenty-five goals, I will be more than happy. Yeah, and he's also like I that's another guy I think with like the Holloway's contract set up that he in the rumors, obviously, that could be another trade chip possibly. Him and Fabry are kind of in the same boat, whether or not like you gotta decide who's part of your core and who isn't. And you gotta like where your assets are at, and also yeah, a lot of go- a lot goes into it, just like a like a, a something like that. It's the same thing with Mantha last year, right? Same boat. 
Yeah, I would. I would be more rooting for a Mantha return like that last. Like I would be wanting a roster player, like a young roster player. Yeah, and so we're not taking this huge step back if we're going to make a Bertuzzi trade like that. Right. Yeah. Or even Fabry for that for that matter too. Yeah. Like like uh, obviously it'll be to that extent, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Fabry's gonna get the the bigger the bigger return on a Bertuzzi or him. But no, yeah, no, no. Just like someone that's decent enough to, that we can fit in the lineup to maybe right. develop into that. Um, and then uh, El Capitan, Bill Markin. Right. What are we thinking? Um, I'm thinking twenty. Seven goals, and I'm gonna go. Oof, I'm gonna go bold here. Thirty-nine assists. Twenty-seven, thirty-nine. Sixty-six points. Sixty-six points. Oh, he's having a bounce back here this year. Trust the process. I know he wasn't happy with his uh, he in his press conference today. He was not happy with his. His production last year, he wasn't. He was also also injury played a huge thing in it. He fought two injuries and he only played forty four games. And he was at half a point per game, which isn't good for a first line center. We'll be completely honest about that. It's not good. He also didn't have like a solid line mate all season. I was gonna say no, he kind his, of his line mate was was out after nine games. Yeah, I was gonna say he kind of fought three injuries because Bert being out. Right, that's another one. That's your, that's his go to guy. Yeah. He had at one point he had Matias Brome and Johnny Smith on his line. <laughs> oh, I don't so it's yeah, kind of hard to put up any put up, it's player. kind of hard to put up numbers against, you know, that's that's just, you know. I don't know <laughs> if that's considered a fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, they're just rooting for you to lose at this point. <laughs> um I'm with you, Grant. I think I'm gonna go sixty four point like I'm gonna go a little less. I'm gonna go like sixty three, sixty four points. And he's definitely gonna have less goals. But man, the way he looked—I just kicked—I just kicked the lamp. Nice. Um, the way he looked in preseason with playing with Raymond, I think Raymond's the key here for Larkin. I know Bertuzzi's great and all, playing on his wing and their you know their buddies, and they have a lot of chemistry playing together for so long. But I think the way him and Raymond played, they really clicked off each other, and like the way Raymond thinks and the way Larkin skates is just makes so much room for them for each other. I think that's the biggest key. For Larkin. So I'm going to go 25 goals, 38 assists, 63 points. I like that. That's, yeah, that's literally, I had right around 25 goals, anywhere from 35 to 39 assists for <laughs> right around 62 to 64 points, roughly. 60 to 64, I guess. Yeah. So. That's where I see that going to. Yep. I think I think he's gonna take it personally about last year. He seems really motivated and I think he, he's tired of uh he wants to play meaningful hockey. Not necessarily playoffs because I think he's real like he didn't, he like he said he'd like to compete for the playoffs, but like oh, of course every player is gonna say that. Right. But like realistically I think if we're looking at like like when we hit the trade deadline we're like they can still like or closer to the trade line deadline they can still be playing meaningful meaningful games. I think that's important. Yeah. Versus versus where like every year since now has been like December rolls around and they're like, oh wow, who's getting who, who's going first overall this year for the draft? Yeah. Our golf trips are already booked. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, if we're even battling for like 
seven through like four, if the like the those spots are still up for grabs, if you're like battling with those like four given teams, it's just gonna make it all the more exciting for those players because they haven't really battled like that. Larkin did his first year, and then other than that, he hasn't. Right. Like I think a competitive team. I'll go more like towards the end after we're done with like player, like kind of going by player by player. We'll go like more of like a team goal, like. Stuff like that would be quick, but I think we'll touch more on, like, points and stuff after. Um, but, yeah, the most exciting player on the line and on the probably close to be on the team, one of the most exciting players on the team this year, Lucas Raymond. So I'm going oh. to drop with the caveat saying he plays past his nine-game limit. What are we looking at points? Is a nine-game limit? Yeah. Well, if you, if you want to slide his contract. Okay, I guess. Because, I mean, this – I think – I yeah, I don't think this is guaranteed. Like, I think if, if all goes wrong, like, let's say, like, Raymond goes pointless for six games. Okay, I guess I only thought that was for, like, Major Junior, but – No, it's That's if they want to send them back to Major Junior, but – No, no. So, so they did it with Cider. They did it with Cider his first year as well because he was a Major Junior. They slid Cider's contract. Okay. Yeah. Um, they actually slid his contract last year too, I think. So, I think he's still got three years left in his ELC. Yeah, he does. Yep. Yep. So – so Raymond, so yeah, let's say he goes six games pointless to start the year. He's going back to GR. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. Um, yep. So we'll say if he plays a full season, he's doing like you know like things we think he could be able to do. Like what are we looking at points wise? Um, I'm thinking if I've got Larkin in mid to high sixties, I'm thinking Raymond's going to be just under that in mid to high 50s whoa i'm that's if he, what I'm, if he stays fully if he, two, if power he's, play one and, yes if he stays power play one and him and if we really think that's the key to larkin breaking out if they're if he's gonna break out i'm thinking raymond's gonna have a really damn good year too so i'm thinking wow mid 50s he's not gonna put up 30 points playing with larkin if larkin's gonna put up 60 that's what I'm saying. That's valid, especially if he stays on power play one. And he stays on power play one because you saw how dynamic he was in the power play. Yeah. Him and Letty were basically the keys on that power play. I guess I'm undervaluing him a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Andy, what do like, you think? Like, are you with him on that? That's uh, tough to say. Like, I'd probably – I understand where Grant's coming from because I do see that, but also at the same time, you assume he's going through some droughts and he'll be – getting dropped off the first line maybe like a little bit just to give him another look. This is for me if he stays on the first line. Right. Burton Lars. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's I, say I Grant Grant let's I'm going to I'm going to alter your answer a little bit then. Alter the question a little bit for you. Let's say he plays a full season with the Red Wings but like like what Andy's saying like he's bouncing around and stuff cuz like there's no guarantee he's going to stay in the first line the whole year. Okay. So like, what well, are you looking at? They're not going to bounce him. They're not going to bounce him past the the second line, or else he's right. Been in the top, minors. So he's top six, top six player. Like, what are you, so are you, are you changing top your six, answer at all? Yeah, or? I'm probably changing to mid to low forties. Yeah, I, I okay. see him. Realistically speaking, I guess if he stays with the full season, mid forties, like forty three to forty seven. This is obviously know. optimistic for me, but I think if he's playing a full season. In the Red Wings top six, there's a good chance he wins a Calder this year. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, because he's gonna like, he's gonna put up top notch points for a rookie this year. Yeah, 
If he plays the full season of the Red Wings, I think he's definitely in the conversation because that means yeah. he's going to be good enough. He's going to be playing top six. Yeah. Um, and the, where, where I get from for like my mid, to, you know, I guess lower to mid forties, I guess, is we're still a rebuilding team. We're going and we're in a decent enough division where we, you know, we played in Tampa and stuff like that. Enough times where we're gonna run into chickens, and we're not gonna we're gonna have you know four or five nothing losses too. So, right, you know, there's gonna be ups and downs. Like, uh, real like realistically speaking, there's gonna be ups and downs to our season. Obviously, like there is every every year for every team, no matter who you are. But where we're at right now, mid forties, I'd be is where I kind of see him if he sticks and doesn't go through a terrible drought, but goes through a couple here and there, like every rookie, every young player will go through, even any player in the NHL goes through. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think this is like a, like, a, I like this comparison. Um, we had one of the, we had one of the guy, like guy like this uh, a few years back. It was the last year we, we made the playoffs. His name is Dylan Larkin. And you know, his point total is mid forties, 45, 23 yeah. and 22. Yep. And I think I think that's where I'm closer to. I think even like best case scenario, I think like I think best case scenario for him, I'm going for like 52 points, something like that. Um, just because like I think there's gonna be some growing pains, man, like physicality and stuff like that. I think there's me. I think he's gonna be hot some days. And he's gonna be cold other days. And I think it's realistic. It was the same thing with Larkin. Like Larkin yeah. had a huge scoring drought his first year. I think he like went like 15 games without a point or something like that. And I think it's happened to Raymond too. Like I, it's and it's completely fine. It's completely. And the fine. other thing that I guess we kind of have to, I mean, like not that we haven't considered it, but haven't said it at least is, you're going to be playing against full NHL rosters every single night now, right? Not just hybrids or some AHL rosters or you know they're going to be a full roster of NHL guys. So that's yep. going to make it tougher, obviously. Without you know, it goes without saying, but we haven't said it either. So. Yeah, so I'm somewhere around Larkin's rookie totals for Raymond, and I think that's completely fair. And I think it's a great season. Like yeah. we weren't expecting yeah. this guy to make the team. I think if forty, if he gets forty five points, like we're we're laughing. It's a great season. Yeah, I guess the only thing is, I don't see him getting. If Larkin's going to get mid sixties, I don't see him getting twenty points less than Larkin. If they're playing yeah. a line together, and Raymond is almost scarier on the power play, that's where right. I'm at. I'm thinking it's more 10 to 15 points. That would shrink me. If you're telling me he's getting 42 points, let's just go with that. Okay. I don't think Larkin's getting more than 55. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think also 55 for Larkin is pretty – 55 is fine for Larkin compared to last year. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's a realistic total. Like, because I, think think? I think we're being a little optimistic on Larkin because we just love him so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think realistically we're looking at 55. Well, he gets, Larkin. he gets a lot of hate and it kind of puts a sour taste in our mouth. And as, right if you fans. also look at it too, like yeah. we've said everyone's like at least forties, what mid forties and higher so far in the top six. Yeah, besides Suter, I could see and that's, Suter and that's probably not going to happen. High thirties, high to mid thirties. So and those numbers are probably not going to happen. No, right. But say, say that does happen. Five of our top six guys are mid to mid forties, low forties, or whatever. That's that's still a productive year for. Especially right. for a rebuilding That's a lot team. of wealth. That's a lot of wealth out there from the top six. Mm-hmm. Very happy. Right. And we're Fart. not even talking about, uh, you, you know, Jacob Verana who could come back in 
during, right. during I think January, February is when that's going to make things be. really interesting too. When he comes back, especially yeah. if things are staying the same. What yeah. if what if his first games are like uh, um, the Olympics? That'd be awesome. That might actually is a Good. realistic thing. Yeah, that's actually yeah. when are the Olympics? Uh, February. Yeah, late February. Yeah, yeah okay. you might be able to play in those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty um, sure they they already said that like unofficial, but like he's, he's named to the team. I'm pretty sure. Did, did they? No, they, they, he uh, wasn't on the initial three. No, they only no, not the initial three. It's unofficial, but like if he's healthy, he's on the team. Oh, okay. Yeah, if he's good to go. Me. Yeah, which, yeah, it doesn't surprise me much. Because uh, 60% Jacob Ron is better than whoever else they have waiting in the wings. But, yep. Um, yeah, so it's basically what they're looking at offensively. I guess we kind of like touch on like a couple guys like in the bottom six who like we think could have like what we're looking at for them to have production-wise. Um, I think a guy like that stands out to me is Michael Rasmussen. Is he going to be strictly that shutdown center, or can he be a reliable power play guy? Um, I don't see him being much more than a 25- to 30-point guy this season, if that's, that's about as high as I'd go for him. Yeah, so yeah. – so people, yeah, obviously people can't see our fantasy league, but I did take Michael Rasmussen in our draft. <laughs> is it because that my my fantasy name is Ra Ra Rasmussen? Possibly, but you my know, I, I man, dude, he he was so good in junior with the net front, and I think his skating has gotten a lot better. And the way he played during preseason, the like the one or two games he played were physical. Like, it was one game, didn't he? Only play one game. Two, I think. Two. But, like, physicality and, like, his way in the corner, like, he was making room for himself. And if he can continue that and actually, like, move the puck well, I think we could have, yeah, 30 to 35 points, and that would be a pretty respectable year. It would be a really good year. Yeah. And, like, not that, like, that's a great player to have in fantasy, because it's not. (laughs) But, like, for him, when we're all so down about him, but, like, that's a a, a solid third-line center. That'd be awesome. So I think he's an interesting case. I think what happens with Adam Ernie this year, I think, is interesting. Yeah, me too. Especially is is he going to be able to play power play? Is he going to be, you know, is he going to be more of a ten goal guy? Is he going to be closer to a fifteen goal guy? You know what I mean? Like those are that's a difference in a couple games there. Those one goal games. Um, Mitchell Stevens, what's he going to look like through a full season? Um, Granted, he's on the fourth line, so I'm not too concerned. But I think he's going to get some big PK minutes, and I think he could be really impactful there. And I think five on five, he's pretty good. He gets some scoring chances five on five. Yeah, if he can finish on break more breakaways than Darren Helm, I'm happy. <laughs> right. Um, I guess we'll move to the. I don't really care about the re- like the rest of the players. I don't really care. Okay. No, yeah. another another guy I wanted to, t- to talk Vlad. about. Yeah. Okay. Like what? What do you what do you see for him this year? Like, after a rough year, what do you have, two goals on a goalie last year? Maybe three? It was three. And he had, like, five empty netters? He had five empty netters, three goals on a goalie. Like, if you're potting those five empty netters this year, I'm happy, but I would like to see more goals on an actual goalie. That's Phil Corona's job. My goal for Vlad, because, like, I know, like, in that um, the lineups, it said he was rotating in. I don't think he's rotating. Uh, he'll, he'll probably be on be the third end. line. He's going to be on the third line. I think Gagne's, like, I think Gagne's in the fourth. And that's, that's going to run. Cool. Completely fine. 
Um, I think Vlad, I think a successful year for Vlad is like 30. It's kind of like Rass. I think it's going to be like 30, 35 points. Okay. That'd be um, good. That's a successful year. You think in like 12-ish area, 15-ish? 12, 12 to 15 for each. Yep. Okay. So Actually, no, low end, no, no, more, low no, end no, no, 24. No, no, never mind. I changed my mind. Like 15, like 12 to 15 goals and then like 15 to like 18 assists. Yeah. So, so what? Low end, 26, 28 points. High end, 31, 32. See, I'm max. kind of more the high end is like 30 for me. Yeah, I don't like see I, I'm, domestic I'm yeah. getting over thirty points. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like twenty six to thirty points. I go yeah. twenty. I'm bigger gap. I'd say like twenty two to thirty points. Okay. My expectations are a little lower. Yeah, I think he's gonna be better this year. I thought I liked I liked what I saw out of preseason. I liked his physicality and his speed. That's what I'm big about. And if they can be like a shutdown third line that mm-hmm. scores every once in a while, I'm right. Talk, hell yeah. That's and then. Idea. So, if you expect that to be our third line, what do you guys see as a fourth line if you go Stevens and Gagne? And who are you putting there on your left wing? Because I thought both guys looked horrendous in preseason. I think Giovanni Smith was slightly better, so I go Giovanni Smith. And he's younger, and he's younger, and he actually brings something else to the table. I would go the opposite because I trust Carterani on a penalty kill, and he's faster. Yeah, Smith is not fast. He's fucking cement who who would i prefer there giovanni smith and give him a chance but i think Rowney's more valuable there so i think think we just have enough penalty killers where we can get away with like not having carter Rowney be a penalty kill guy okay let's let's, i think think giovanni smith brings more to the table five on five i haven't seen that though ever i thought he was better the last two games of preseason didn't know he's better and same with Rowney. i thought he's better than Rowney all preseason I thought Rowney had a good last game. Granted, it was an AHL team. Or no, that was Buffalo. It was Buffalo. Or wait, no. <laughs> yeah. Same, same difference. Still, still an AHL team. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Millsy. Sorry, Carson. Uh, um, yeah, but no, I, like, I just... like, like, so penalty killers. If you're saying we're good on penalty killers, I'd say Gagne and Rowney. Or not Gagne and Rasmussen. There's two. Stevens, Stevens and Vlad. You have four there. And then if you don't want to dive into your other guys to like risk, you want to dive in, you're going to dive into the other guys. So then you dive into Burt and Larkin. Yep. And Suter can PK and Suter. So that's seven, I guess. So I see where you're coming from, but I still think five on five. I take Brownie over or Giovanni. Okay. I just, I'll I'll agree to disagree. I don't know. I'm I'm like indifferent because I see both sides. Like Giovanni brings, I mean, Giovanni's younger. (laughs) He brings the physical aspect. And we'll, we'll drop the gloves if you need it. Why I like Giovanni more is I think he brings that physicality, like Andy said, and I think he will fight if someone is throws a dirty hit. I don't yeah, really think we have anyone else that's going to fight. The game hit. I Maybe know, Giovanni. I think the game I know that Giovanni Smith's going to play in is uh, the first game against Dallas. Good. And Florida, I think he's played all the Florida games because he hates Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I think yeah, I think also I think Giovanni has more upside offensively than Rowney because I think Rowney's kind of a black hole offensively. I agree. That's, that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it's enough for the bottom six. Obviously, Valena, like if he like when he plays, he's gonna be like a middle six guy. And I don't know how many games he's gonna play, so I, I won't like go to venture or guess how many points he's gonna get. Sixty. All I'm, all, all, all I'm looking <laughs> oh, for that's him. It? <laughs> that's it. 
All I'm looking for him to do is be productive and like and be able to play in both situations, like both um, uh, special teams. Okay, here's my hot take for the season. Jonathan Bergeron has six points through two AHL games. He gets called up and puts up 60 in the NHL. He wins rookie of the year. All right, we're going to move on to the defense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you are thanks for watching today, or thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Grant will no longer be with us. Yeah, I'm looking for – me and Andrew are looking for a new host. Put your applications John, in. Jonathan Bergeron, fanboy. We'll, we'll take anyone. <laughs> I did. I did say one of our first episodes, our first episode where I released a, a clip of us talking about Jonathan, Jonathan Berger, and we said he'd come in halfway through and win a spot. Might, yeah. He, I mean, he might, yeah. I'm not betting on it at this point, but um, defensively, I guess it's like less fun to talk about because there's only really three fun defensemen, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Actually, a guy that I really want to touch on that I haven't touched on. I talked about him a little bit with Garth, but we haven't talked about him on the podcast. So Danda Kaiser, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We know Grant is a Danda Kaiser hater, essentially. Mm-hmm. But um, I really want the third person again. I swear to God, <laughs> I really wanted Jordan Osterley to be better than Danda Kaiser, and I've been cheering for it like before since Jordan and Osterley got signed. But I really do think Danda Kaiser looked okay in preseason, and him and Heronic are comfortable together. I don't uh... think. For our analytic fans out there, uh, Dan DeKaiser was our second best defenseman in preseason. Okay, there it is. Like I don't <laughs> Expect, think he expected bad. goals, and I think you guys can guess who's first. Oh, guess Cider. Yeah, it was Cider. Okay. Cider was our best defenseman in preseason for okay. expected goals. So that, that factors in both of stopping goals and scoring goals. And Dan DeKaiser okay. wasn't scoring goals; he wasn't expected to score goals, but he was stopping everything in front of him. So that's why he was good. No, so I didn't. He didn't scare me at all, which is. I saw like, not this tweet. I history. saw this tweet was like Dan DeKaiser looks awful this preseason. I'm like, that's like, what I wanted to tweet, but I couldn't. Yeah, like I thought he was fine. Like hey, he's nothing great about him. I think he's an awful skater. I I would say personally, he's been our fifth defend best defenseman for all the Troy Stetcher haters. But I like Troy Stetcher as my fourth. No, I don't think anyone on Twitter hates Troy Stetcher. I think it's the coaching staff hates Troy That's Stetcher. That's what I mean. My Troy Stetcher yeah. haters. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I I'm happy for Danny. I like Danny. I think he's a good dude. I like Danny too. I just think he's really bad. But he wasn't terrible in preseason. But I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about them. I don't care I don't care about the basically the whole left side yeah, the, the, besides Nicoletti, I don't I don't care about the defenseman. Mark Nicoletti. Stoles. <laughs> Mark Stahl is actually a meme. Actually, I want Mark Stahl to score more end-to-end goals. Yeah, that end-to-end goal he had against Nashville was the funniest thing. It was ever. the worst thing I've ever watched. And then he tried to do it again the next game and turned and it. And he over. like <laughs> wasn't that um, absolute pizza? Yeah, he just like left it for him. Eh? Like he get, dropped it off on his tape, didn't he? Yeah, he tried doing like six toe drags. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I guess what I do. Um. So I guess we'll start with I think Nick Letty was awesome in preseason. Besides, like a couple that one turnover he had against Chicago, where Cider bailed him out with a block shot. I don't care about turnovers. I just want to see offensive fun with Nick yep. Letty. Yep, that's what we that's what we got him for. Because he honestly, like, I'll do a point projection for him. I think he gets I think he gets forty points. I think he'll a be lot. mid thirties, forty to forty. Because he's gonna be. He's gonna I be, think he reached his forty. Yep, I'm gonna go forty on the dot. That's if our power play is clicking on all cylinders, which I think it Oh, could. yeah, this is also – yeah, we should also mention that, like, 
for all these you, point projections. All, all these point projections, is, our power play needs to be 20 plus percentage. Yeah. If it's a power play like last year, we're knocking those points down 10, 10 yeah, points each. 10 points each. Yeah. Maybe so, even 15 and some. <laughs> maybe even be 15 and some. But um, yeah. yeah, Nick Letty, I thought he was, him and Cider were a really good pairing through a preseason. I'm really excited to see them like play like all NHL talent. You know what I mean? Um, and they both were really good running the like running the power plays. I thought they were both really admirable. Yeah, the Nick Letty trade. I remember like again, I wasn't like super happy about it at first. I was like, "What are we doing?" You know, I want like all these young guys, and I want it to be fun. And you think about it, like you need those young guys to have someone to actually play with. And Nick Letty's very capable defenseman, not just like a not a Mark Stahl. You need someone that's better than Mark Stahl. Not just kind of a gesture. <laughs> Yeah, not like not like just a veteran player. You want a veteran player with actually like they want to listen to. So who's still, if, who's if, still an actual player? <laughs> like, if we don't trade for Nick Letty, our defensive lines suddenly take a drastic decrease without Nick Letty, and we have Jordan Osterley in the mix in our top six, right? Basically, which is scary. Yeah. Yep. I think I think Jordan Osterley is gonna be better than what he was in preseason, but yeah, I agree. I think so that. too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Nick Letty, I'm yeah, 40 points. And I think if he can stay healthy and be able to play well with more Sider, I think that's a successful year for Nick Letty. And how exciting is it for Heronic not to have to play 23 to 24 minutes a night and being cut down to like 19, 20 to 21 a night? And how much better is that going to make him? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on how they run it because right now they're technically the first pair. But I think those two are two lines are going to split like time. Yeah, I think I think so. I think that's what I'd be hoping for because you don't want Moritz Sider either to play twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, you don't want him to yeah. play that many minutes. Um, yeah, I hope it's more of a committee for defensive wise, but like I want those guys getting the offensive minutes. Uh, Philip Peronic, well, let's move on to him. I think he's a really good case for a bounce back again because I think def- like especially the first half of the year. The first half of the year he sucked. Not, not a nice way to – like, there's no nice way of putting it. He he wasn't good. And then he kind of picked it up, like, defensively. I'm, yeah, like, he was scoring points, but, like, he wasn't playing well defensively. He gets a lot of assists. He gets a lot of secondary assists. Not a lot of primaries. I think I think literally – I think he had nine primary assists last okay. year, which isn't good. No. Um, I think with his new role in the power play, I think that will help, you know, with his scoring – and help him set up some more plays and maybe some more confidence. I think, yeah, I, I think he needs to, and some defensive help. Him and DeKaiser were a good pairing in the beginning of 1920. They were like, DeKaiser only played eight games that, peer, that, that year, but they were pretty good together. They played some hard defensive minutes. And I think if they could bring that back and actually able to work off of that, I think it could be a really successful year for them. I agree. Yeah, and you, Andy, anything else to say on that? Or no, it's pretty much said. Yeah, I, I can see that. So I agree with you. That's I wouldn't have said anything different. And like, if he can, if Verona can add like just eight goals this year on a goalie, eight plus his plus his empty netters. Well, eight goals on a goalie. Yeah, plus and his empty netters. Yeah, like mm-hmm. six empty netters. So he's gonna at least he's locked for over six. I'd put yeah, my life savings on it. If he's like over thirty points, I'm pretty happy. I think he will be over thirty. I mean, he was over thirty in like fifty games last year. Yeah. 
I'm going over 30, and like also, I think for him is be more sound defensively. Be better defensively, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's more, more important this year than his points. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. If he, if he doesn't reach a 30, but he's more sound defensively, that's, that's a win for us. I'm going – if he can be better than a minus 10 this year. Okay. So. That's fair. That would be awesome because yeah. they're like considered the first line of defense yeah. right now, yeah. and that's scary going against – Kucherov, Point, and Plod. And, uh, <laughs> and most fun point on the defense, Mortsider. What are we looking at? For points? Points in a successful year for him. Rookie, I think... rookie season. Obviously, the expectations should be like brought down a couple notches. Yeah, I, I think if he can be almost even this year that'd be yeah. unbelievable on a red wings team and then like he's he's always been good with like his underlying numbers if his analytics can stay like really good on a red wings yeah. team and then he can log like 20 to 20 minutes like average mm-hmm. and put up like 25 points i'm ecstatic i'm, I'm right with you i think yeah. if he's closest closest possible to even 25 points and like really solid play all the way throughout. I think he could honestly like get Calder votes. I think Raymond Raymond also if he hit like if Raymond also hit like forty five points, I think he's gonna get yeah he's gonna get Calder votes. Yeah, um, yeah for for Mo, assuming he stays with Letty all year, I think that brings his plus minus a lot closer to even. Mm-hmm. I I find because just those two together, I mean there's there's gonna be games where. Yeah, they might be minus two, minus three, but you know, it's gonna happen. Growing, growing pains. Right. But yeah, I, I'm right around the same spot. Uh, 25-ish points. Okay. Probably. I think I think it's you know, I think it's pretty like reasonable and also realistic. I think for yeah, yeah. I mean, again, maybe that that second power play unit stays hot. Right, and he picks up a couple of them, you know, a couple more extra points on the back end from that. That'd mm-hmm. be nice. If not, it's not a big loss either. Rookie season, you know, he's going to learn a lot playing with Letty, <laughs> uh, controlling that second power play unit as of right now. So, yep, and uh, lay some guys out. It, yeah, he didn't really throw the body around too much during preseason. No, so, not, he's not trying yet. to get used to the speed. I think so. I think so. I think I think once we get through going through the season, I think he's gonna. I think actually, I think he's gonna. I'm guessing a big hit first game. That's why I was a little bit surprised when he just just hammer line a. When line yeah. tried to dance him, usually Cider's just gonna hammer you right there. Right. So I was a little yeah, bit surprised by it, that. It looked like he was trying to, and then he like second guessed last second, or he mm-hmm. second guessed himself in the last like a, last little second, and then that's it looked when like he almost gave line too much respect because he knew it was a good player coming down. Yeah. Right. Which it's, is like he's, it's like he's. It's like he saw the guy. He saw the Columbus guy. It's like he's just saw the Columbus guy coming across the middle. Then he looked at who it was. He's like, "Oh, better he's not do this." Shit, it's line A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of what it did look like. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're yeah. What about goalies? We kind of did goalies. I was just gonna. Well, I was just gonna switch topics to that. But we kind of already did goalies. Unless you guys have different opinions on. I, so I think Nedeljkovic scores thirty-five. Okay. All right. 
and Grace gets 70 points this year. Ooh, wow. Okay. He can yeah. 35 both. and 35. Around a 91. <laughs> no? No. Uh, but games split we, like they're pretty even games split. I think. Yeah, so we, remember. I think we talked about this last time. I think oh. I was I was more so Nadalkovich is going to get more games. You, Andy, you said Grice was going to get more games, and Grant said even completely. Well, yeah. no, I was talking about save percentage wise, but I think it's going to be even. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! You and I said a, save percentage. I was saying both above a ninety-one, or like a ninety-one Ooh, or above. That's a good season. I think that that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm. And the, the Grice, I'm, what yeah. was Grice a ninety-three at the end of last season? Season ninety four, well, like his last sixteen games, maybe. Yeah, no, he was like a nine fifty. Yeah, exactly. But he Real. finished with like a nine. Was it nine twelve? He finished yeah. in the season, which is great, insane, insane. Um, if, the they both, if they both, if they both get that, I'm extremely happy. Saw a lot of rubber last year. <laughs> Grace they did. did. Yeah, Grace so, was um, unreal at the end of the last season. Yeah. Yeah, so we went kind of in depth on that. That was in the roster projections episode. So if anyone missed that, you can go back and listen to that one. Because I don't really feel like t- like goalies. Like I think we've kind of like there's not much else to say. Like in preseason, like there wasn't any competition between them. We already knew who the goalies were. Right, they're a And they both played like they both struggled, and they both like ended up finding their games towards the end, and it was literally the same. So I don't, I don't think we got anything else out of it. Which is expected for goalies, anyways, right? Right, right. That's what preseason's for. I don't, I don't care if they stop any pucks preseason. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're looking at the team now. Um, standings projections, maybe where they'll rank goals against, goals for, power play percentage, penalty kill percentage, all right, stuff like that. So you guys think think on that a little bit. Um, we'll start with start with goals for where they're going to rank in the league. Out of thirty two, where they're ranking. I would love to see like twenty two, twenty one. Maybe even twenty. That would be oh, that'd be great. Gun to your see. head. What are you? Ra- well, gun, gun your head. What are you doing right now? Twenty-four. That's okay. that's literally the number I have in my head. That was also the number I landed on. So that's really weird. That's crazy. It's really weird. Okay, twenty-four. I think twenty-four is a sound number, and I think that's like best case scenario for me. I think that's like a good. It's, a, it's not good, but I think it's realistic. I'd want to see twenty. Yeah. Defense goals against. Granted, we were actually okay at this last year. I was listening to something today, and we were, we actually were like twenty one twenty for goals against. I'm thinking 17. Andy. Uh, yeah, right about there. I think our like we said it already, but our goalies are pretty solid. They're probably going to be our best part of the year, hopefully. Looking at things, so mid teens, yeah. Like 16, I think 17. we have a really defensive. Like forward core at the bottom of our group, like our bottom mm-hmm. six, I think is more defensive. And if they can keep pucks out of the net, and our top six can at least compete and maybe put more, like put like a decent amount of pucks in it, I don't think we're gonna give up a whole lot of goals. Right? No, we didn't at the end of last year. We were really good at that. We were losing yep. games one to zero every game. Right, yeah, close games. So yeah, I I say like higher mid to high teens, like. Probably the ceiling would be like sixteen, but yeah, and then we'll there. we'll give up our eight goals against games every once in a while, like against Florida and stuff. But yeah, right. Uh, I'm gonna lock in my guess at nineteen. We'll finish nineteenth. What I say? You said seventeen. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I got nineteen for that. Um, 
power play percentage, give me the number, percentage number, and then give me the ranking. So I don't know what usually like what's so, like usually like the top power plays are running like a 25, 24%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go with 20, a, 21. Wow, that's a really good power play. I'm just saying. We're gonna have a really good power play this year. So that'd be like twelfth. Alex Tonga is a goat. So you're you're guessing like twelve. Yep, twelfth. Okay. Wow. Lock it okay. in. Uh, yeah, not that high. I'm like, I'd say, ideally, it would be actually it'd probably be that, but uh, like sixteen, seventeen percent, I think. Mm-hmm. And that brings us what to seventeenth, eighteenth, twentieth area. Probably in, baby. Probably twenty, something like that. Yeah, right around twenty. So. Yeah. He's 16 for 20. Let's go. No, realistically, if we can finish with the 20th best power play after being the second worst power play last year, that is a huge up. That was basically my point was going to be. I was going to be like, I was going to guess 18%. And if we can, we can literally improve 8% of the power play. That's insane. That is incredible. That's like 20. That's like 20 more. That's like 20 more goals. But you look at our power play last year. We gained so many power play pieces this year. Yeah. We We didn't have Bertuzzi last year. We didn't have. Letty, we didn't have Suter, Raymond, Raymond Cider, Cider. <laughs> Hironic was playing on the top, which is disgusting. Wrong play, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, so, yeah, Fabry, Larkin. Larkin, Larkin yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I think best case scenario, we're, like, somewhere on the top 15, but I think, realistically, I think we're finishing, like, anywhere from, like, 18 to 22, which is fine. Yeah. Like, we're, we're still I'd a rebuilding team. great with that. Yeah. Um, well, you <laughs> Guy goes shoots for twelve here. <laughs> We're going twelve. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, happy with twenty-two here. And finally, Atlantic Division. How we how we ranking up? What where are we finishing out of eight? Okay, so and points and gets points. So this is kind of weird. I don't think Buffalo is better than us. Shocker. I do not think Ottawa is better than us. Okay. And Montreal's bad, so I don't know where they're going to finish. But I think we're going to finish sixth. How many points? With, like, 80, 78. Okay. 82 to, like, 76. We'll go with that range. Okay. Andy? Um, yeah, so, let's see. Probably, I'd say... I think like seventy six points would be like our ideal goal. That's where I can kind of see us being around. I don't see us breaking eighty. I don't know. I just I see us losing a lot of like one goal, two goal games. Eighty's a big number. Eighty's a big number. I think like <laughs> seventy. Like I don't know. Maybe like I don't know. Yeah, seventy points, seventy six points, right around there. Okay. Would be like And what's the uh, ranking? In the division, I say I don't I don't think we beat Montreal, so I think we finish well six. Are we, be- yeah. are we better well, than Ottawa? So we're, are we better than Ottawa? Done rebuilding. <laughs> That's well, without Brady Kachuk, yeah, we're better than Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he does bring a lot to their team, but um Yeah. Yeah, I think I think like, they're probably. 
a step behind us. So I, I think it's going to be go Buffalo, Ottawa, us. I really think with a full lineup, the Red Wings are better than Ottawa. This is like me being completely serious. I do, yes. but they, they find ways to like they beat, compete. They beat Toronto all the time. Like Toronto doesn't know how to play. No, but they so that those are points for them that they they get all like random points that Detroit will not get. Right. Just you know. I also see a world this year where Montreal takes last in the division. No. Yeah. No. Second to last. I was going to say, the craziest that's going to be a terrible season. So I'm <laughs> not good. So I'm locking in to, to wrap up here. I'm locking in Detroit at sixth. I think the best, like best case scenario. And I would have said the best case scenario would have been if Jacob Verona was healthy and Lucas Raymond were both on the team fifth, I would have said the highest we could be. And with that, I, like with no Verona, I think, I think it's going to like uh, ultimately, I don't think we're finishing any higher than sixth. I'm gonna get 78 yeah. points. Okay, and I think it's realistic. I hate, dude. I think Ottawa sucks. Ottawa's not good. Okay, they the have management t- sucks. Tim Stutzel is good. Shane Josh, no- Josh, Josh, Josh Norris is nice. They have a bunch. Of, they're they're kind of like, I think, like obviously they're like we're biased. I think they're biased, and like I don't know me looking at their team. I think their offense is good. I think their offense is better than Detroit's. Be completely yeah. honest with you. It's their goaltending goal defense and defense that sucks. Yeah, they have Thomas yeah. Shabbat. He's dirty, but after that, like, they have nothing else. Like yeah. Zub Jake was Sanderson. Cool. Zub was fucking cool, North Dakota. Yeah, Jake, yeah, Jake Sanderson. He's played for Nodak. He's <laughs> not even better than Cooper Moore. Yeah, their second defenseman is Artem Zub. Don't forget yeah. Chris Tierney up front. But yeah, they, like they're good. I think their offense is better than the Red Wings, and I think I don't think that's like a, I don't think it's a hot take, but. Even with even with Kachuk, I think it's pretty even because you take Kachuk and Verana and you whatever you wash those two. But who's right? who's North Dakota's pros or who's prospect from North Dakota's better? Ours or theirs? Uh, ours, Cooper Moore. Yeah, Cooper Moore's dirty. <laughs> fifth round pick versus <laughs> the fifth overall pick. Um, no, I I agree. I like Drake Batherson's really fun. Like you said, their offense. Their offense probably... is, I think their, I think their offense is a lot better than the issue is like who's going to stop pucks for them. Yeah. Or versus like Detroit, I'll take Detroit's both their goal was over their starter. Yeah, I'll tell you who's not going to stop pucks for them. Matt Murray, <laughs> former Seagram, Matt Murray, two-time Stanley Cup champ. Nice. That is a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Yes. Yeah, as a rookie too. But we have Carter Rowney and Nick Letty, so that's like two Stanley Cups as well. Oh, yeah. and Mitch Stevens. He's oh, and that's true. We have four Stanley Cups. Yeah. We keep going. I think there might be some other ones. But There's probably some other ones. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think we have any other ones. Mark Stahl won a Stanley Cup. Oh, hold uh, on. Verana. Final. Wasn't Verana? Verana. Verana, that's right. But he's Verana's, not on the lineup. Yes. He's on the lineup, oh, though. He's on IR. It still counts. But he's still on the Fabry. Fabry. No, Fabry. No, he wasn't. He got traded. He's on the Red Wings. <laughs> he was on the Red Wings. Damn. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's, that's uh, all the Red Wings. Bummer. Okay. Um, I think it's going to wrap it up. This is kind of a longer one, um, which is good. We got to make up for lost time on the not you know doing a day late, but we actually had more information. Super excited for Thursday on how uh, it's going to Fab, Fabry won a Stanley Cup. He was, he, was on, he was on St. Louis. Was he? Yes, 2018. Yeah, that's right. He got traded 1920. That's right. Yes. Good call. Good call, Andy. We'd look that up. 
Was he hurt that whole season or during the playoffs? He, he was. No, he, he, was played, he played a little bit. Uh, he played a little bit though. Yeah. Yeah, like he was up. mostly a scratch, and that's why they traded him the year after, or, or so, because he was couldn't find a stall for the lineup. Good call, Andy. Nice. Good look. Wait, I thought, before... I thought that was five. Maybe I had five something guys. else to say. What else you to say? And um, I can't remember. Oh yeah, it sucks. I'm gonna have to miss the second Red Wing game. Oh, is that we're in Milwaukee? Yeah, for the Griffins game. That's cool though. You get you get to talk to us on Sunday about who looked good for the Griffins. Uh, I guess. Well, me and Andy have all the information on the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the the game before I'll rewatch it. But yeah, so you have more. Just uh, say hi to Lukowski for me, please. Yeah, I'm gonna bring a sign. I love you, Wit. Witter, please come up to the Red Wings. Shitter. Get my favorite Western Michigan Bronco. True. We should get on the pod. We should. It'd be awesome. I love I love I love Luke Wikowski on the podcast. That was actually so the podcast that nobody listened to by me and Andy that nobody will know the name of besides me and Andy. Um, I don't even know the name anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> great it was. Um, Luke Wikowski was the pro like the picture of one of the episodes because we talked about Luke Wikowski scoring his first NHL goal when he was 28 years old. Yes. Remember that? Was that was backhand, the backhand breakaway. The backhand breakaway. That was oh, me and Andy so literally dirty. recorded the day after that. Yeah, that yeah. was, like, that was a, one of our only episodes we did. Hey, that's one hundred percent more NHL goals than I have right now. So it's true. I, I can't say anything about that. Yeah, um, yeah that's End gonna wrap played. up. <laughs> I think unless you guys have anything else, this is gonna wrap up this episode. Uh, that's well, actually was not Red Wings news at all, but um, kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Buddy of mine just signed with the Preds today. Who's that? Jack Matier. Oh, he's from he's from the Sioux. Like his dad was uh, was like my fourth grade teacher or whatever, and uh, whatever. But Jack, he was a fourth round draft pick for for them this year from Auto. He's from well from the Sioux, but plays for the sixty sevens. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. So, congrats, to Jack. Yeah, congrats, Joe. Congrats. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who you are, but congrats. Yeah. That's sick. He's a, he's, he's awesome. a lanky guy. He's like 6'4", 200 pounds. Nice. Uh, it's not lanky to me, but... Well, he's, he's pretty he's skinny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap up this ep- uh, episode 7 of the Production Line Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you guys listen to us on Apple, Apple Podcasts, please uh, you know, give us some stars. We really appreciate it. Six stars is preferred. Well, it's not possible, but okay. <laughs> it's um, preferred. But yeah. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you.